0: VNN Free Talk Live, with Jeff Beck. Let's
1: roll. Well, welcome to the broadcast. Let me see if my levels are where they need to be. So we have a good broadcast. Okay, good. All right. If there's any uh, feedback you need to leave me, uh, uh, send me a Skype message. That's VNN Free Talk Live. That's VNN Free Talk Live. Or leave a message on the uh, forum thread for tonight's show. Okay, again, this is the Monday edition of Free Talk Live, and uh, before we jump into the deep into the broadcast, well, I'd like to make a few comments about the uh, you know, the spectacle. I'd call it something else, but the the uh, the word police are out tonight. Uh, a spectacle called the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, of course, um, the entertainment is everything we as white nationalists would expect uh, from a bread and circuses crowd that we have today. Uh, it was tawdry, predictable. It was flashy and shallow. You know, but the most amazing thing, or I should say a, a surprising thing, was the blatant anti-white propaganda that was uh, obvious, uh, obviously embedded in so many commercials. You know. What surprised me about that was is that a lot of people tune in to football, I believe, to escape uh, politics, uh, in part. And um, you know, a lot of people in this country are fed up with the niggers, and even a lot of stupid sports fans, quans, white quans, are fed up with the niggers. And to see uh, commercials like the Pride. For the movie Pride, some sort of uh, black swim team, which you know is it, that idea is just laughable in itself. Blacks can't swim generally; they're no good at it. And to see that sort of propaganda uh, being rammed down the throat of America, it, it's just surprising. And it was so uh, it was so obvious and heavy-handed. But I guess I guess most quants today they just they just don't really notice, or if they notice, they just uh, they find a way to suppress it, uh, to hide it, uh, to hide their feelings. Uh, I was in a social uh, setting with other people, and uh, we were all white. Matter of fact, there was one or two Europeans there as well. And uh, when this kind of uh, when this uh, these episodes came on the television set, uh, everyone was just utterly silent. No one said anything. Uh, unlike the beer commercials or something like that, when people were laughing, and saying how good it was, they just wouldn't say anything, or they'd stare down at their shoes, or just uh, vacuously, uh, you know, uh, look at the TV set. I, I really can't. I really don't have a full explanation of that. If someone does have an explanation for this uh, uh, call in, let me know. And as for the game itself, well. You know, a lot has changed since I watched football back in the um, 1970s. The whole family used to watch it back then, and uh, when folks like uh, Dick Butkus, who, whom they talked about quite often, uh, at least in the first half, uh, when folks like Dick Butkus, when they were actually uh, playing, and the, and these players like Butkus, they they were fantastically tough and talented, uh, as so were more than anyone playing the game today, and they could be they could be brutal even. Because the rules weren't as tight as they are now about hitting people, especially quarterbacks. But none of them acted like monkeys. And they didn't shake and jump around like orangutans. I played football all through junior high and high school. And if any member of the team, even so much as uh, spiked a ball in the end zone, uh, much less acted like uh, these savages did on the field, uh, well... The entire team would be uh, running laps until we were crawling off the field, <laughs> and the, the, no coach that I was under would ever uh, play that kind of crap. Uh, that just wouldn't that just wouldn't go down. And and that means the most talented if the most talented person on the team did that that sort of hot dogging, uh, it didn't matter. Uh, the entire team would be punished. Well, anyway, we live in an idiocracy, folks, where. The most talented among us are the lowest on the ladder. And the stupidest and the dumbest have risen to the top. That's just uh, the way it is. And until we do something about it, uh, it's just going to keep getting worse. All right. Well, enough of that. On to some uh, VNN internal uh, news. Uh, How do you guys like the new forum, folks? Not too bad, huh? It's a lot better than it used to be. I know that I... uh, I had to make a post or something like this, it would just take forever. And it would time out and all kinds of things would happen. So how about a a big round of applause for the technical people, huh? The technical team uh, put a lot of uh, work and time and effort into making this happen. And they're behind the scenes. And uh, so uh, they don't get to uh, uh, make themselves known too often. So anyway, we thank them. Anyway, um, elsewhere in the broadcast, uh, for, with uh, VNM Broadcasting, that is, uh, last Friday's uh, uh, Free Talk Live archive with Theseus, or uh, excuse me, Dietrich, uh, ought to be up soon. And uh, also, I think everyone knows about Goey Fire 47 at this point. It's a great broadcast, and we'll be streaming that uh, on VNM Broadcasting quite a bit later in the week. I've also got a few messages, um, as I always do, asking where the new chapters of Siege are. And they were posted, and they've been part of the Free Talk Live uh, podcast feed as well. But I didn't have time with all the activity uh, to to post uh, a link to them uh, or to bring up the page they were on. I'll make sure that gets done after uh, the show is over, or maybe during the show if I have time. Uh, just a word on Siege. Siege is... Uh, I guess it's part political philosophy and part documentation of the uh, American Nazi strategy in the uh, late 60s and 70s, basically uh, after the death of Rockwell. And it uh, has uh, it has a lot of um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it has a lot of interesting observations in it. And we're going to do the entire book. We're going to make the entire book an audio. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Well, hey, look. Let's just digress for a minute. Uh, uh, we aren't government-approved corporate radio, after all. So, in regards to Mason's uh, James Mason's uh, book *Siege*, uh, it kind of dovetails nicely with a thread that was in the forum about a week or so ago. Uh, it had uh, it garnered a lot of attention? It was, um, I think, the thread title was "Hollywood Nazi Clowns Views Please," and the uh, thread showed <laughs> uh, three uh, somewhat clownish uh, pictures, uh, buffoonish maybe too, of um, of three Latter-day Nazis, uh, one of whom is, uh, well, quixotically running for president, which right there kind of gets a snicker, uh, considering the way <laughs> things are in this country electoral system. But anyway, uh, in the just-released uh, Chapter 17... Of James Mason's siege, he talks about the damage that's been done to the Nazi movement by what he terms in this chapter 17 the the Laurel and Hardy stunts, and that is he warns against squandering. Well, I suppose it's already been squandered in too many cases the hard-earned reputation of the Nazi movement in uh, with stunts that well make make Nazis look like fools, and in particular. Uh, he talks about holding demonstrations where, uh, in uniform, uh, that are that are not effective, particularly with um, with too few people, uh, people that are fat. Uh, I don't think he mentioned that exactly, but it holds the entire movement up to ridicule uh, when the demonstration is not uh, handled properly. And in fact, Mason's views about demonstrations. Uh, are quite interesting as well. So, why don't I just display just a clip? Uh it's about 2 minutes from uh, Siege that I just recorded. I added a little uh, telephone effect to it to kind of offset it from the broadcast. So, uh if if uh, that uh that won't be in the uh version you download. So, anyway, here we go. Siege by James Mason. Strike hard, strike deep. I am compelled at this time to add my voice to those few who have demanded that such things as phase 1 type activities must stop simply such nonsense as trying to make headlines confront the enemy or rally the white masses won't work never has worked and almost always results in merely revealing our weaknesses and making us look like idiots. The very strategy itself calls for numbers, which we do not have at this time. My view is that just because the Jews and the liberals have succeeded in making Goyim out of the vast majority of whites, we need not sacrifice ourselves in the vain attempt at proving them wrong. We have got... The trash can the 1933 strategies and tactics, they won't work. For a decent street demonstration, you must have anywhere from 50 to 100 uniformed and disciplined troopers. We have managed 50 on several occasions and 100 on only one occasion. For the rest, it is pitiful and ineffectual. Feudal counterproductive, and I might add, costly and dangerous. As much as I hate to see a good comrade wounded in such useless actions, I hate worse to see the sacrifice of millions of lives in World War II that went into building the terrific reputation that we have enjoyed and are now wasting as these laurel and hardy stunts gradually destroy our image. We don't have to set ourselves up for big letdowns. The enemy does that for us. I will admit, right here, that it does require guts to stage these demonstrations. The tragedy that we can no longer tolerate is that those guts are wasted in this manner. Doing it the way it's been done in the past gives the enemy full advantage of his power and places us... At the mercy of our own weaknesses, it's got to stop now. First, never announce your plans in any manner whatsoever. Second, forget about the use of uniforms unless and until you have a standing army of your own numbering 50 as a flat minimum. From experience, I know that with 50 National Socialists, one can do anything, anywhere, anytime. Better still, as Tomasi said, forget such activities as might be used in a campaign to gain political power. Rather, go instead to activities designed and intended to hurt the enemy. And for these activities, in my opinion, two participants are one too many. Also, in my humble opinion, it is a ridiculous risk and waste to mess with the material body of the enemy, as he has all our tax money to mend himself, just as a lizard will grow a new limb. The physical body of the enemy, however, is so utterly flabby that he positively can't stand very much of an intensified assault of this kind. In short, it would seem to me that any intelligence at all would lead comrades to know to stop hitting the enemy where he laughs and start hitting him where he screams. Strike hard, strike deep, to build the climate for revolution, Or even the most craven of white cowards will be compelled to join in or else die. But for God's sakes, stop wasting yourselves and your efforts and making the rest of us look like damn idiots.
0: Vanguard Radio,
1: no Jews, just right. Okay, that was Mason uh, from Chapter Seventeen, and and I I kind of agree with a lot of his observations. Uh, anyway, you can uh, read Siege at Solar General or listen to the book as we progress through it. Uh, later on tonight, we'll have uh, Robert Weiwolsberg uh, to discuss the Nazis, and, and I'm sure we'll go in a lot of different directions. So we and uh, Robert has read. Mason's Book Seed. So, I think we'll have a pretty interesting conversation, so join us later tonight for that. Now, let's move on. If you'd like to uh, sound off, that is, call into the show. Here are the numbers. 660-675-4388. Skype ID is VNN Free Talk Live. Now, we prefer Skype calls, and in fact, we would ask every listener tonight, because you have to have a computer to be part of this show to send a chat message before calling. Now, I would also like to remind the listeners, if you don't want to call, but still make yourself known, perhaps you wish to respond to something I said or a guest says, Robert, tonight, you can send a chat message with Skype, and I'll read your comment on the air. Okay, that's VNN Free Talk Live. Just wanted to give a shout-out for the White Patriot Leader 2. This is a, new, uh, a newspaper designed and distributed by volunteers on VNN Forum. To find out more about the newspaper, visit VNN Forum, as I'm sure most of you are right now, or by calling Glenn Miller. His number is 417-463-7703. 417-463-7703. Now this is a good way, if you're looking for something to do, To join us. Okay. Something else to put on your calendar is um, the March 9th Rockwell Memorial Broadcast. We're going to have all kinds of clips from uh, George Lincoln Rockwell. So stay tuned for that. Well, that sums up uh, just about everything we need to talk about on VNN. So, let's jump into the news roundup section. This is the CBS Evening News. With Dan Rather reporting from
2: CBS News Headquarters in New York. Good evening. Danger. War. Killer. Fraud. CIA. Mayhem. Crisis. Horrible. Inflation. Military threat. Flaming debris. Fatal heart attack. Stress injuries. Prison disaster. Economic collapse. Dangerous radiation. A tide of violence and human misery. A liar and an unremorseful killer. Communists international smuggling pipelines. Starving victims. now they die. Chemical weapons. Carpet bomb. Deaths. FBI. Killed and injured children. Police conspiracy. Negative attacks. Discipline. Sex and drinking binges. Dying of a heart attack. Dying of breast cancer. Dying of a Japanese nuclear bomb. Mountains of credit card debt, the mountain of cocaine, tons of cocaine, atomic bomb radiation experiments, and test subjects, dangerous radiation, marijuana abuse, hooked on drugs. Time
1: for us to bug out. But we're bugging in. Okay, now first off, uh, I'm going to talk about a lot of events that happened two weeks ago. Well, at least one event that happened two weeks ago, because the uh, 29th of uh, Monday the 29th, the last Free Talk Live we had uh, on uh, Tom Winnicki and his appearance was rather sudden. So everything I had planned for last week's show uh, was suspended. And of course we're very happy that uh, Tom is doing well and, and we wish him well and we hope he's listening tonight. Okay. Two weeks ago, the big story was uh, Bush's State of the Union speech. And before I bore you, or uh, <laughs> I think you're when I say State of the Union speech, I think most people just turn off, and there's a good reason, because uh, I'm not really um, interested in the State of the Union very much, and I don't think you are either. Uh, but there was, um, there was one moment in the entire affair I found interesting, and you had to wade through about 60 minutes of it. Uh, I watched the... Uh, uh, I watched it, uh, the, the tape, right off the WhiteHouse.gov, and I had to wait almost to the end to get it, and uh, there were two, actually there were two uh, moments that were quite noteworthy, but only one of them is suitable for uh, uh, for radio, uh, and one of them, both of them involved uh, our Negro brothers, uh, one of them uh, was called out by Bush, and, and uh, evidently he, uh, I don't know, was a hero, good Samaritan, and and just just in typical nigger fashion, he gets up out of his chair and starts doing some sort of uh dance and gyrations and stuff like that right in right in Congress right in the right in the House of Representing, he started doing all that, and uh quite frankly, I think that was just uh, totally undignified but then again, who cares about this government anymore? This government has no uh dignity anyway the uh The other moment that I had in mind was when Bush, basically he gave every racially conscious Aryan man and woman the finger. And he said to us, he said, we will destroy you, we will bury you, we will kill you, and we've got the means to do it. Right here in this very room. He might have said that. I know we thought that, if he has a brain anyway. He might have said, I've got the wrecker of civilization right here. I've got the nigger. The nigger right here in the house of Representin'. But anyway, this is what he said. The greatest strength we have is the heroic kindness and courage
2: and self-sacrifice of the American people. You see this spirit often if you know where to look. And tonight, we need only look above to the gallery. Dikembe Mutumbo grew up in Africa, amid great poverty and disease. He came to Georgetown University on a scholarship to study medicine. Coach John Thompson took a look at Dikembe and had a different idea. (laughs) Dikembe became a star in the NBA and a citizen of the United States. But he never forgot the land of his birth or the duty to share his blessings with others. He built a brand-new hospital in his old hometown. A friend has said of this good-hearted man, Matumbo believes that God has given him this opportunity to do great things. And we're proud to call this son of the Congo a citizen of the United States of America.
1: Well, I doubt many out there were clapping, and of course, on one level, this is just uh, uh, pandering to the multicultural uh, ideology, and it's not, you know, no more damaging than another nigger in America. Uh, but the idea that this eight-foot nigger was brought over here from the Congo to study medicine, and then suddenly came over here and was noticed by a basketball coach, and uh, and recruited into the basketball team, well, I, I don't know really. Uh, who is naive enough to believe that, but you know on a more serious note, and I think we need to examine this just in a little bit more detail, uh, this uh, state of the union business, and first off, so it really should be noticed that uh, noted that until the age of television, presidents uh, did not give speeches to Congress, uh, every what is it quarter as demanded by the Constitution, but instead they delivered a letter Now that is required. Uh, some sort of notification is required by the Congress, not a speech. And mo- and until television, uh, no, I'm not aware of any president giving a speech to Congress. But anyway, uh, as I suspect, as as soon as the uh, television came into the focus, politicians were uh, very happy to get their face on TV. And of course, in the old days, I'd imagine that the State of the Union was even more uh, moot or pointless uh, because uh, whatever letter they wrote probably was uh, shelved on uh, you know in some dusty corner of congress and soon forgotten them. but anyway i've put together a clip of uh, past bush state of the union addresses and i want to note the pattern here uh, in this clip uh, it's the combination of fear and lies and really just how effective well considering that you know we've had 5 years of war now uh, just how effective uh, this uh, pattern of fear and lies really is and and it, it's just it's just propaganda and it works and it works so well here we go
2: the British government has learned that Saddam Hussein recently sought significant quantities of uranium from Africa
1: Fee, fear.
2: Attempted to purchase high strength aluminum tubes suitable for nuclear weapons production.
1: Fee, 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 fear.
2: Several mobile biological weapons labs.
1: Fee, 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 fear.
2: Aids and protects terrorists, including members of Al Qaeda.
1: Fee, 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 fear. Okay, yeah, it, that's been commented on. All those things have been commented on that they're lies. Uh, that that's been uh well covered by the controlled media, but wasn't hasn't been well covered is the fear and that's really what those are all about uh the aluminum rods and the and the uh unmanned aerial vehicles. I remember a lot more I remember the talk of mushroom clouds over Cleveland and everything like this and uh that you know uh that it was a lie I think most people can can understand in some fashion, but to suggest that it was fear that Bush was using fear uh, as Franklin Roosevelt did uh, to get us into war, I think that's probably just a step too far, don't you? But this is the path this nation is on. This is the path the Qua is on. It's a path towards oblivion for us and for our enemies. Well. The future looks golden. And of course, they're used to living in a world of mud and corruption and thievery. So it doesn't much matter to them. But to us, we want a world of order. Uh, We want a world of uh, orderly freedom. We don't want a world that's in a death spiral. Uh, That is why we need to think in terms of totality. And that's another thing that Mason... Uh, brings out in his book Siege. We need to think in terms of totality. We're dealing with a system here uh, that is uh, flawed, system, uh, systemically flawed. That is, there's not some piece or part of the process that needs to be fixed. That is, we don't have to worry. Uh, the the idea that we can vote in uh, a congressman A to replace congressman B Uh, and uh, that will fix the problem in our district or that if we uh, exchange however good that may feel to exchange the Republican Congress for Democrat Congress that's not going to matter we need to deal with the system as a whole the entire structure is flawed and it must be scrapped and it's up to us to do that you know, whatever structure power takes The exercise of it has never been pretty, and this has always been true. And I was thinking about the State of the Union speech in power, and I recalled uh, in a history class reading the story of a German prince in the medieval period. This is a true story, it's not some fairy tale. And he discovered that his wife was plotting with a rival to seize his, uh, they called them fiefs back then, fiefs, I suppose you could say principality once he found out he brought his rival to his court and along with uh, his rival he brought a molten hot crown of lead and the prince had that boiling hot crown of metal molten lead put on his rival's head of course it killed him but those with power are loath to give it up I think we need to realize that But what we have today, unlike in the medieval period, a system I admire very much, by the way, what we have today is a system whose power is dedicated to destroying the very people over whom it rules. Or I should say, over whom uh, it was put in power by. It was put in power by our ancestors. It has betrayed our ancestors, and of course, it has betrayed us. The Kwan regime is a rogue regime. It's dedicated to destroying the very people for whom it was created. And that's you and me, folks. That's you listening right now. Now look, under a white nationalist regime, this will change. The resources of this country, uh, they'll serve our race. How did the uh, constitutional people say it, the founders? our posterity yes no longer will we fight Jewish wars what did George Washington say uh, avoid entangling alliances be friends to all no longer will the welfare of Mexicans or niggers uh, take precedent precedent to that of whites and of course the stronger and the fitter and the saner will rise to the top and in fact We want a white race that is stronger, fitter, and saner. We want a world where the best of our race sets the example, where the best can excel, where the resources, at least the lion's share, go to the best of our race so they can lead. Look, this objective, it's a pipe dream, I know. But it can be achieved, but it will be one of great sacrifice. So... Let the strong survive, and let it be us. All right, let's get back to the news. Let's see what time it is. Good. I'll have Alex on for a little bit later on the broadcast before we bring Robert on. I just want to mention the uh, Skype ID number. It's VNN Free Talk Live. VNN Free Talk Live. Uh, Send your chat comments to VNN Free Talk Live. And, of course, if you want to come in, send a chat message. I'd like to have you on. Okay, we don't have any. uh, Okay, I'm getting a few positive comments here. Uh, Okay, someone says I'm kind of loud here. Let me see if we got any comments on the forum. Let's see here. Forum's working faster, but uh, it's never fast enough, huh? All right. No. Okay. Anyway, uh, I, want to meet you, uh, I want to have you meet someone named Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson. Bill Richardson. The name doesn't quite match up with the body once you've seen it. But I see other people are also tuned into this story. They're getting the Voz de Aslan news bulletin from Los Angeles, California. Bill Richardson. Okay, here we go. La Rasa stands behind Bill Richardson for U.S. President. The National Council of La Raza, as well as many national and Latino civil rights organizations and pro-immigrant groups, yesterday put their solid support behind New Mexico State Governor Bill Richardson for U.S. President. The President of the National Council of La Raza, Janet uh, Marguaya, said, This is a great and historic event for the Latino community, and we should celebrate it. Richardson he speaks perfect Spanish, and his mother was born in Mexico. He is married for over 30 years to his high school sweetheart, Barbara, who was from Peoria, Illinois. No, 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 not Peoria, Illinois. Nicaragua. Juan Jose Gutierrez, director of Movimiento, or is that Movimiento? Yeah, Muvamiento. I'm sure we'll have to learn how to pronounce these words uh, as we go on. And I'm sure our children will know how to pronounce them, right? Anyway, Juan Jose Gutierrez, director of Muv- Muvamiento Latino USA de Los Angeles. Hey, by the way, wasn't he the guy that called for the extermination of whites? I think, I think he was the guy, wasn't it? Anyway... Said Richardson had a good chance of winning the Democratic Party nomination for president next year. And this I doubt. But anyway, here's the positions of Governor Bill Richardson. He's against building the U.S. Mexico border barrier, is for giving amnesty to undocumented Mexican workers, and recently met with the president of Mexico to discuss issues of mutual concern. Yes, folks, indeed. Indeed, indeed it's time to think in terms of totality when dealing with this system. By the way, one uh, fact that uh, Vose did not mention on the subject of latrinos is a report that came out from Vider. Vider calculates that the uh, California's illegal population alone is responsible for three murders every day. In fact, I thought that was a little low, but that's three murders every day in California. Of course, Texas is now, uh, and most of the southeast, and Illinois and New York, they're, uh, they've been uh, overrun, too, by these uh, creeps. Anyway, three murders every day in California are attributed only to the illegal population. The report documents that Hispanic murder rates are increasing faster than those of other groups. Uh, from 2000 to 2005, California's Hispanic murder rate rose 17%. Uh, uh, the report also said that blacks are still far more homicidal than Hispanics at this time, but nationally, Hispanic population growth will inevitably overwhelm the black-Hispanic murder differential. It, is already, uh, it already has in California, in fact, where in 2005, nearly twice as many Hispanics were arrested for murder as blacks. Meanwhile, in uh, Mestizo-occupied Texas, uh, the disconnect in conservative insanity knows no limit. Let's file this one under, um, how about, conservatives like to drug kids too. Yes. Texas girls shall get HPV vaccine. That's a I think that stands for human papillovirus. Yes. Uh, Governor Rick Perry today, bypassing the legislature, issued an executive order Friday making Texas the first state to require schoolgirls get vaccinated against the uh, sexually transmitted virus that that can cause cervical cancer. By using an executive order, Perry sidestepped opposition in the legislature and from conservatives and parents' rights groups. Beginning in September 2008, girls entering the sixth grade, sixth grade, sixth grade, meaning generally girls 11 and 12, will now have to receive uh, the Gardasil Merck company's new vaccine. Uh, the yeah, it's a Merck, it's a Merck product named Gardasil. Uh, that guards against, guards, uh, against uh, strains of the human papilloma, 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 papilloma virus, or HPV. Excuse me. Perry also directed state health authorities to make the vaccine available free to girls 9 to 18 who are uninsured or those who have insurance does not cover a vaccine. In addition, he ordered that Medicaid offer Gardasil to women 19 to 21. Perry, a conservative Christian. A conservative Christian. Let me repeat that. Perry, a conservative Christian who opposes abortion and stem cell research, counts on the religious right for his political base. My God. These conservatives are. They are just stupid cows. They're morons. What did that newspaper article say? Uh, They're gullible and easily led. They keep voting for these people. Good Lord. Anyway, the article goes on to say that Merck is bankrolling efforts to pass state laws across the country mandating Gardasil for girls as young as 11 or 12. It doubled its lobbying budget in Texas and funneled the money through women in government advocacy groups made up of female state legislators around the country. Another reason not to have women involved in politics. Anyway, a couple points from this article. Even if the shot is safe and effective, Texas is now a majority mud state. And Of course, the second point is, this is just another way the white taxpayer, because whites overwhelmingly pay the taxes in this country, since they make a lot of money, since there's still a white middle class, getting smaller every day. We have to finance these people. Uh, MUDs don't pay taxes. They consume taxes. Not only do they consume the taxes, they, they consume the taxpayers' lives. As we saw in uh, California, where there are three murders every day are attributed to illegal aliens. Okay. Speaking of taxes, let's get into our VNN Moneyline segment. Okay, this also from Texas. Uh, this is another case of uh, whites paying for their own um, destruction. Uh, white taxpayers, in this case, are paying an astonishing 2.7 billion dollar subsidy uh, provided by Texas taxpayers to pay for illegals uh, the uh, public school education of illegal aliens worse than the uh, 2.7 or $3 billion subsidy uh, paid by Texas p- taxpayers for public school education of illegals, the average cost of educating an illegal alien's child in Texas is $7,500 or $500 more than the statewide average. Not only do we have to pay for these people, but they actually cost more to educate. This is from VDAR. Yet, have we ever received a thank you letter from mexico and where exactly is our president from oh yeah he he was the governor yeah he was the governor of texas stan isn't that right wasn't he the the governor of texas yeah that's right well governor what do you have to say about these facts that's Governor Bush and Governor Perry. In particular, Governor Bush, much of this mismanagement happened during your tenure as governor, didn't it? Didn't it, George? But I don't appreciate the speculation. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, let's just hear some uh, little brief clip of music here.
0: Alma Virgen del Sus cantares, el mariachi suena como alegra cantar vieja, suena el guitarro. El violín sequeta, lo mismo que yo.
1: Ah. Ah. Thank you, George. That was um, Jorge and the Jorge's courtesy of George Bush this is a story from um, Tijuana, Mexico the police department has issued slingshots instead of guns police officers in the violent border city of Tijuana after the Mexican military confiscated police weapons two weeks ago on allegations of police collusion with drug traffickers yes folks, drug traffickers Uh, Municipal Police spokesman Fernando Borjakas said Monday that slingshots along with bags of ball bearings have been issued to police. President Calderon sent 3,300 soldiers and federal police to Tijuana. We said Tijuana when we were young. Tijuana. I guess it was like marijuana. Anyway, Tijuana, at the beginning of January to hunt down drug gangs. The soldiers swept police stations too and took officers' guns for inspection amid allegations by federal investigators that a corrupt network of police officers well, aren't all police officers in Mexico corrupt? Anyway, um, federal investigators that a corrupt network of officers support smugglers who traffic drugs into the oh, into the United States. They're bringing drugs. The Mexicans are bringing drugs into the United States. anyway, 100 police uh, demonstrated hundred police officers demonstrated outside the Tijuana town hall on Monday demanding the return of their guns. quote "The arms are our tools for work," said police officer Juan Manuel Nieves. Do they want more police to be killed? He went on to say, After all, we don't do honest work. We don't work to protect the weak and defenseless, but would rather scam the system. And having guns makes that so much easier, said Juan Manuel Nevieves.
0: Alma virgen del mariachi. Cuando
1: Ah, like that. Ah, right at the end there. It's so good. Did you hear that? Anyway, um, moving on from Mexicans, we'll have Alex here on the show in just a few minutes. Let me see if he's ready. Anyway, um uh in the um this is a story I saw today, uh, headline Stupid Niggers play the wrong national anthem. In the inaugural dedication of a stadium financed with mainland Chinese, that's the um Chicoms, right? That's the people who uh, own all our money that we've given all of our technology uh and industry to. Um, yes. Uh <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, anyway, sorry, in the inaugural dedication of a stadium financed with mainland Chinese money, uh, this is in Grenada, that's a small island of the Caribbean, the Grenadian band played the national anthem of Taiwan. Taiwan, enraging the Chinese ambassador attending the inaugural celebration. Uh, this is a note here, Grenada is a tiny island in the Caribbean populated mainly by black savages. Beijing's ambassador to nation uh Qin Hongshan and scores of mainline wor- uh mainland workers, as uh so the stadium was filled not only with the ambassador but hundreds of uh of workers who had to build the stadium for the Negroes because they couldn't build it themselves. Uh the Chinese finance stadium, which was uh cost the Chinese uh forty million dollars Uh, In uh, the capital city of St. George's, uh, this delegation of Chinese were visibly uncomfortable as Taiwan's anthem echoed inside the 20,000-seat stadium in Grenada. So, there you go. Okay, let me play this uh, while we bring Alex in. This is a, a little speech by George Bush. I bet you haven't heard it before.
0: Initial reports from General Schwarzkopf are that our operations systematically raped, pillaged, and plundered a tiny nation. Our goal is the conquest of Iraq. But even as planes of the multinational forces attack attack Iraq, I prefer to think of unspeakable atrocities. I prefer to think of war. What we're doing is going to be another Vietnam our troops will have the best possible support in the entire world a nuclear weapon while the world prayed for peace the United States prepared for war while the world waited Saddam sought to add to the chemical weapons arsenal he now possesses an infinitely more dangerous weapon of mass destruction innocent children the United States exhausted every means at our disposal to bring this crisis to a horror of combat. Some may ask, why not now? The answer is clear. We're here for just the price of a gallon of gas. I prefer to commit our sons and daughters to war. When the troops we've sent in finish their work, I'm determined to bring them home five years from now. May God bless each and every one of the terrible crimes and tortures committed by the United States of America. No nation can stand the United States of America.
1: Hi, this is James Hawthorne. When I want a quiet Jew-free night, I like to sit back and listen to Vanguard Radio.